0: Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki.
1: Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888 8, 8, 8, This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. We're doing an interview. I'm on the line with Nathan, who Has an extensive background in social marketing, business strategy, website design and development, and new venture growth. After completing an MBA in entrepreneurship at the John M. Huntsman School of Business, he founded a successful social marketing agency and now has co founded the Blogger Network. Nathan is passionate about helping businesses and bloggers grow their reach, influence, and income. The Blogger Network is dedicated to providing bloggers all the tools that they need to be successful. When not working, he can be found having a blast with his beautiful wife and two amazing children. And today, we're going to be talking about how to maximize your income using display advertising. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Nathan, how you doing? I'm fantastic, Leslie. How are you? I am doing very well. I thought I was going to run out of words just now before the music (laughs) ended or something. (laughs) Uh, I was waiting for you to run out of breath. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. It's good to have you on here. We are going to be talking about a topic that I... I kind of know a little bit about, but I don't know as much as I would like to know. And I know that there are people in my audience that listen, that are into you know, display ads, or they at least want to eventually have display advertising on their blogs. And I want to know how we can really maximize that to have the biggest effect. Does that sound like something we can cover today?
0: That would be fantastic, Leslie. I have to say, I'm from the onset, thank you so much for having me, and hopefully, what I have to share will benefit some
1: of your readers in a positive way. Well, you are very much welcome. You know what? Actually, before we even get into some of the questions that I have, how did you even get into this whole ad stuff in the beginning?
0: Yeah, so kind of an interesting story. Uh, as you mentioned in my intro, I when I came out of came out of grad school, I started a, a social marketing agency and mm-hmm. was on the agency side and. And you know, did a lot of ad buys across multiple platforms, and we started doing a lot of influencer outreach or blogger outreach. Uh And for all of our all of our clients, that that was the highest ROI we we'd ever had on any campaigns. And we just thought it was the coolest thing. And as we started working closer and closer with bloggers and understanding more of their pain points, we just found this dramatically underserviced industry of. People that are pouring their heart and souls into what they're doing, and there's just so little enterprise level support or tools that, that that's there to benefit them. And so, uh, with a couple of, of other business partners, we we got together and and uh, just started the Blogger Network. So,
1: gotcha. Okay, so now uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about display advertising, and that's when you put ads on a site, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think that's a, a a good way to monetize? Well, first of all, do you think it's a, a it's probably a, a <laughs> an <laughs> obvious question, but do you think it's a good a, a way to monetize your blog? And if so, why do you think so? Well, obviously, I'm biased because that's what I do all day.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. but I, 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 one thing that we strongly believe in at the blogger network is is the sovereignty of every blog, right? We understand that like that bloggers start their own site. That's based off an affinity or a passion, or they have something to say to the world, and and that is your brand, and and you should be in charge of that, and you should make those decisions of what you think is right for you. Mm-hmm. The, where display ads can really help a blog is is they give you a steady stream of income that's always going to to be uh, to always be correlative with your your rise and your fall of your impressions or your total you know traffic, and so it's something that. once it's set up correctly, it's not passive income, but it's a a steady income that you can always rely on as opposed to, you know, working directly with sponsors and doing promoted posts, affiliates and things like that that are much much more seasonal display advertising just kind of lets you smooth out across the across the calendar so
1: now you say it's not passive what do you mean by that because just as an example i have a biology blog that i haven't been touching over the last few years i slapped some google adsense on there uh, a few years ago and i haven't looked back and every month it does earn an income so when you say it's not passive what exactly do you mean by that
0: yeah, I, I think that it, that there's a lot that can be done to maximize. I mean, it can be passive in your in your case if you're just re- if you're just willing to let it ride with AdSense, that's completely passive. You sign up, you put the tags on your site, but whatever they're going to pay you, that's what they're going to pay you. There's there's it's basically going to be as interactive as you make it, right? Because I mean, advertisements are buying ads on your site. For really one of two reasons, either they want your traffic, they want to track, you know, they want high click through rates or they want to be associated with your site, you know, when they're paying you on like
1: a CPM or cost per thousand basis. Gotcha. So you're saying it's passive. If you're lazy like me, (laughs) you just slap it on there and you don't really care what happens. You just let it run. But if you really want to maximize it, it's an active process that you have to go through.
0: Yeah, like with anything else on your blog, the return is usually going to be commensurate with the amount of effort and, and work you put into it. So,
1: Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I can't argue against that. No, so, the, <laughs> so next question, are ads, display ads, is that something that's good for just every blog? I mean, should everyone be considering this? Yeah, I, I think every blog should at least look at it and consider it. Again, the decision
0: is going to come down to the blog owner. And if you think it's the right way to monetize your traffic, some blogs monetize entirely through affiliate and that's fantastic. And, yeah. and if you're making a good living doing that, then you know don't don't try to fix something that's not broken. But if you're looking for more supplemental income and you think that it won't negatively affect your traffic in any way or your user experience, then I think it's something that any site should at least
1: consider and look at. Um yeah. Okay, so so what about the concept? And this is something that I've even spoken about um quite frankly when you have ads on your blog and someone clicks on it they're going away from your blog. In other words they're going away from your brand, the brand that you're trying to to mm-hmm. to to build. Um at, so at what point is it Justified to do that to send people away from what you're building to 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 interact with someone else's brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely, great question. I mean, really, it 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 comes down to the individual site, and it has to be a data driven decision, right? Mm -hmm. You have to understand what the cost benefit is, what your page views look like. I talk to bloggers all the time, and I encourage them to do A B testing. You know, do a couple of posts where you don't put any display ads on there and do posts that where you do. See if you know, your page views per visit change at all and, and look at how much revenue you're earning with the ads versus with, without the ads and really make that decision for yourself.
1: Gotcha. So if I'm just starting a blog, then um, I mm-hmm. don't really have much traffic. Does it make sense for me to put ads on my site?
0: If you've been blogging for a little while, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. And but it also comes down to the purpose of you blogging. Like if if you're if you have a blog to you know to display a passion, and you're not you're not necessarily interested in monetizing it at all, then I would not recommend display ads. Mm-hmm. But if if you're looking to supplement your income or you you want to make money from your blog, then it's a good thing to look at.
1: Okay. All right, so I, I wanna I wanna set kind of a foundation to make sure that everyone that's listening to this um, we're on the same page in terms of some terms in terms of how different things work. Um, oh. Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, when I started when I wanted to started to want to monetize my biology blog with ads, I decided you know I'm just gonna throw some AdSense code on there. So can you kind of give me a give us a, kind of a basic overview? Of how sites and platforms like Google AdSense work?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and this is a, a gigantic industry. I yeah. had no idea a few years back before I got an in industry how large it is and how fragmented it is. You know, there are a couple of, of buzzword type companies that everybody's heard of. AdSense is particularly one, and, and usually because AdSense is kind of your classical, what we would call like a long tail provider, where they are looking to monetize kind of the long tail of the internet, which is the hyper fragmented, you know, if you took all the sites on the internet and st- and, and, and rank them by size as that graph went smaller and smaller to the smaller sites, that would be kind of the long tail of the internet. Mm-hmm. And because AdSense is set up to service the long tail, obviously there's pros and cons on both sides. The huge pro for AdSense is really, if you're 18 years old, your, your site's more than six months old uh, and you, comply with Google's terms and conditions, you can get on AdSense. I mean, that's really there's only three requirements. The the, the kind of the con on the flip side is AdSense is one exchange and their buyers only have to compete with their buyers. And the the advertising industry is set up to service advertisers or buyers much more so than it is set up to service publishers. And what I mean by that is every single ad exchange that I've heard of in this industry has something that's called the one cent rule, which mm-hmm. basically means if I want to buy your ads, regardless of what I'm willing to pay, I only have to pay one penny more than the next highest advertiser, the next highest bid that's within my in my, inside of the exchange. So you know, you may, Leslie, you may be shopping for a new BMW and you're on BMW site and you've spent 20 minutes there, and you know you've built all built out all of your custom modifications to your brand new. You know, six series that you want to buy. And before that, you end up going to lunch and then you come back and you're going to an associate site. BMW, obviously you're worth a lot of money to them because you're on the cusp of buying. Mm -hmm. So they, they may be willing to pay a $50 CPM just to get in front of you because they want you to come back. But if they're in an exchange where the next highest bid is only 22 cents, they can buy that impression for only $0.23. Does that make sense? And so if you limit yourself to just one exchange and there's no extra competition, then naturally, because there's less competition, prices are going to be a little bit lower.
1: Okay, so we're throwing a a number of terms around there, and I think we need to really define what these terms are. You say an exchange. What exactly is an exchange? So an
0: exchange is, a, is like is an, is an infrastructure of technology that connects inventory with people that want to buy it. In the industry, we talk about inventory as, as ads. Okay. And we're, we're talking about display ad inventory. So when you load your, your your blog, you send those three ad calls to Adsense. They come they, they come into Adsense, Google and all of their technology, they're passing all the metadata of that user and the context of your site into the exchange. And then programmatically, buyers have gone in and said, OK, anybody that has this cookie or this cookie or fits this gem, this demographic or this geographic or a combination of all of those, or I'm willing to buy on any site that talks about microscopes or, or whatever it might be, that they have a standing bid range that they're willing to pay, a high and a low range that they're willing to pay. And they use exchanges because exchanges make all those decisions through technology programmatically so they don't have to watch it all day every day. They can just look at reports of what, how much inventory they're buying per dollar. Does that make sense?
1: It does. So, go- type- so, so, so BMW then goes to Google's Ad Exchange, which is AdSense in this case, um, mm-hmm. and they say, I am willing to pay X number of dollars or cents or whatever the case might be um, for, uh, to, to be displayed on a, a site that meets a certain criteria.
0: Yeah, or I, to a user that meets
1: a certain criteria. Or, a user, or to a user that meets a certain mm-hmm. criteria. I have a blog. I have that code on my site. Google takes that information, compares it to all of the, or, or basically feeds it through its system and determines whether that ad is good for my site. And if so, it gets displayed on my site. However, BMW doesn't have to pay much more than is absolutely necessary based on what's going on in the exchange. Yep, just a penny more than the next highest bid. One penny more than the next highest bid. All right. You said CPM. What exactly is a CPM? Yeah,
0: so that's a term that's thrown around a lot in the industry. CPM is cost per mill or cost per thousand. It comes from the Latin term for thousand, which is mil. Um, and so it's basically, obviously, like I said, it's an advertiser-focused industry. We're talking about what it's costing them to buy your inventory. Okay. So it's, and it's per thousand ad impressions. Gotcha. But it's it's important to note that they're not buying a thousand at a time. The rate could be five fifty dollars CPM. But if they're only buying one impression, you're going to get paid one thousandth of fifty
1: dollars. Does that make sense? Gotcha. So if it's fifty dollars CPM, that's per thousand impressions. Um, but if they're only purchasing one impression on my site, I get one thousandth of that.
0: Yeah. And all of this takes place dynamically on a per impression basis. For every page load across the entire internet that has display ads, so it's it's a it's a, it's it's a huge portion of like the internet's traffic. All of these ad calls are going sometimes in front of ad, in AdSense, for example. AdSense has th- tens of thousands of buyers, and they're all looking at that same ad call when mm-hmm. it comes into AdSense. Everybody gets to look at it. If it meets their criteria, they throw in their hat. This is how much I'm willing to pay, and AdSense will pull out the highest bid for you and display that ad that's based off of whatever criteria you've set if you've blocked certain categories or URLs or whatever.
1: Gotcha. And the more people that are willing to bid on it, that I assume just drives the price up, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's fundamental economics, right? The, the more demand there is for a finite supply, the higher that supply is going to is gonna cost. So.
1: Makes sense. Okay, so that's CPM. Now, you guys also make uh, there's another uh, definition that you guys make um, uh, kind of a big deal about. And that's eCPM. What exactly is that and how does it compare to CPM?
0: Yeah, so eCPM is basically effective cost per mil or effective cost per thousand. And the easiest way to explain it is it's just the average price that you're able to sell all of your inventory, and so it includes things like how many of your ads you actually sold and how and what the price you sold all of those at and so it, it gives you a more realistic picture of exactly what's happening on your site
1: so it's kind of like an overview of 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 how, w- what I'm making per thousand impressions
0: exactly like if if you're trying to sell
1: excuse me, say you're selling
0: apples and you have 10 apples mm-hmm. and you sell one at $2, one at a dollar and the rest at 30 cents, you know, all of that, the blended rate of all across all of those is going to be what your eCPM is. Whereas if you looked at that one apple, you sold at $2, that's the $2 CPM, which is great, but it doesn't necessarily affect, you know, doesn't necessarily tell the whole story of what's happening with all of your inventory. I mean, essentially what we're trying to address is, is loss aversion or opportunity cost. Because you may be plugged into some premium exchanges who are filling small percentages of your inventory. But if they're being passed on to a, a lower rate provider and you're filling the majority of your inventory at low rates, that's not what's best for you. Right. You're not monetizing. You're leaving money on the table, so to speak.
1: Gotcha. So I might be getting two CPM, two dollars CPM on one ad. Um, five cents on another, um, two cents on another, uh, and and if I look at all of them and take kind of the average or the overall, I'm getting my eCPM. That's correct. Awesome. Okay. So w- are, are these the important numbers that we need to pay attention to in terms of making decisions for ads on our site? Are there other numbers that we need to be um, very much interested in or keeping an eye out for?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, eCPM is probably – the most important to understand what's happening with an individual ad. So you can track, say you had two or three ad providers and you figured out the eCPM for that ad. Kind of the next kind of holistic number to think about or to track is RPM, which is revenue per mil or revenue per thousand. And most of the time in the industry, it's we're talking about a thousand page views because eCPM is just what's happening with this ad. RPM is how many ads do I have where is kind of that break even? Do I have too many ads or do I not have enough ads? If I'm positioning them correctly on my site, that will drive up the eCPM, but will also drive up the RPM.
1: Got does it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, so now let me – there's one, contra, uh, one thing that I'm, I'm not getting fully um, because we're talking about CPM, but one of the things I hear a lot about is CPC, um, mm-hmm. cost per click. Uh, are we comparing apples and oranges Oranges? there? Are we using both of them with Google AdSense and with these ad networks? Yeah, that, that's a great question
0: because every, every ad network or exchange is kind of set up with their own uh, specialty. AdSense, in my experience, is much more set up to service, to pay higher numbers off of CPC. Okay. Because AdSense is where your long tail buyers, they're looking to buy traffic for as cheap as they can. And and that's usually where AdSense will perform the best is on sites that have higher click-through rates. Okay. There's also ad providers that will pay on a cost per acquisition, so they'll actually not pay you anything even for traffic, but they'll pay you large bounties on people that actually go through and convert, much like an affiliate. Yeah. But there's actually display ad networks that will pay strictly on CPA as well.
1: Gotcha. So there's CPC, that's for the clicks. Um, then there's CPM, that deals with impressions. And then there's CPA, which deals with um, acquisition. So you, that individual actually making a purchase. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, now... If I'm just, if I'm the lazy person like myself, who yep. is just using <laughs> Google AdSense on my blog, I know the answer to this, but I'm still gonna a- ask it. Am I <laughs> leaving money on the table? My,
0: my, de- honestly, my response to that is it depends. Okay, it really, de- it really depends on how those ads are performing. We work with hundreds of publishers. Some of them, we have done an analysis on their site and and found that really because Google owns so much data on all of these users and they have this demand in AdSense that's really specifically set up for click-through rates, sometimes as far as it being like the juice being worth the squeeze and the amount of work it would take to beat AdSense through other exchanges, other retargeting groups or, or whatever it might be, sometimes it's the simplest solution and sometimes it's actually what's best for the blog. More often than not, that's not the case because AdSense will pay really high bounties for the clicks that do happen. But then on all the rest where there's low click-through rates for those advertisers, their CPMs are going to be really low. And so a lot of people that use AdSense, they are filling a lot of their inventory at really low rates. Another thing to understand is, I mean, AdSense is free, but they're also taking a commission. Okay. Um, AdSense, is, uh, AdSense is a revenue share they take 32% from every transaction. So if a buyer is willing to pay a dollar for a dollar CPM for that impression, 32 cents of that goes directly to AdSense and the other, the other 68% goes to the publisher. Mm -hmm. That's, that's for display. If it's search or when you see like text ads for AdSense, Google actually takes a 51% commission from those. So moving to exchanges where you have buyers that, Where an exchange will take a lower rate, obviously more gets passed on to the publisher. The buyer can actually buy more inventory for their dollar and it's kind of like an everybody wins scenario. And so just strictly speaking from from a commissions or a rev share perspective – there's definitely other ways, you know, that you're leaving money on the table by just using AdSense.
1: Okay, so number one, um, uh, they pay very well for CPC. And if they're they're performing extremely well on your blog for CPC, it might be worth just sticking with all AdSense. But in many cases, the CPM that you can get other in other places or by doing other strategies can be significantly higher. And, and not just that, they take a significant amount from each transaction.
0: Yeah, and and maybe to kind of shed a little light in the industry, if you have a, a really high click through rate, it would probably be anything above four percent. Okay, which is which is really high. If your click through rate's that high, unless you're working directly with a specialty retargeting group, AdSense might just be the best. If you're a small a smaller blog, that might be what's best for you. Um, again, we're happy to look at anybody. I'm happy to talk to anybody about it, but that really might end up being that's just that's what's going to be best for you. So that's probably what you should do. Um, in in the in the chance that your your click through rates below two or three percent, then looking at alternatives that will pay higher CPMS is probably what's going to give you the most revenue.
1: Gotcha. All right, let's talk about positioning on your blog. Where, mm-hmm. where are the best positions, generally speaking, to put ads on your blog, to to, to have the greatest amount of revenue?
0: Yeah, and and I think the, the, the one thing that fundamentally affects this decision is how many ads you're going to put on your site, right? If mm-hmm. you're just using AdSense, you're limited to three ads. If you're using Google Server, which is DFP, double-click for publishers, uh, you can run as many as you'd like, but then you end up with that trade-off of, how many ads where you know as obviously, as you're driving down the freeway, if there's forty billboards in a row, those are much cheaper to buy than the one billboard all by itself, where there's no other a distraction or competition. and so if you look if you if you step back and think of that question of where to put the ads on the site if you think about it from an advertiser's perspective, it's pretty easy to understand where intuitively you should place your ads if you want, right? It's all a trade-off between your user experience and, and your brand. But as an advertiser, I know that traffic is on your site to read your content. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 how, however I can get my, my brand in front of those people, so the closer I can be to the content, the higher I'm going to pay. And advertisers know exactly where the ads are placed on the site. They know exactly how close it is to the content. They know if it's inside of the content. They know mm-hmm. if it's a header. They know if it's at the bottom. They know if you have, you know, f- three, three side panels and the ads are on the very farthest from the content. They're going to pay lower for those because they're farther away from the content. It's like you know, putting a billboard a quarter mile away from the freeway. You know, advertisers aren't going to pay much money for that because. It's just less likely that readers are going to see it.
1: Gotcha. So so the closer to the content, the better, basically. If I could have an ad right in the middle of my content, that's probably going to get a higher CPM than over to the sidebar or in my footer or something of that sort.
0: Exactly. But, again, it comes back to you as an individual blogger. Do you want that as part of your user experience? Do you want an ad right in
1: the middle of your content? That drives them away from your content. Exactly. Okay, so it, it's it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you you figure out what is going to work best for you. Some it's a little bit of a compromise, kind of, right? Because you're trying to see, you know, how can I best position this ad to to get enough clicks or enough um uh, enough revenue, uh, without taking away from the user experience.
0: Absolutely. And and my biggest advice to that is to any blog is to make a data driven decision. You know, try one week with one layout and another week with another layout, provided that weeks one and two are not the week of Christmas and the week <laughs> after New Year's, pretty much any any other time of the season, you'll at least get a fairly decent insight into what advertisers are willing to pay more for. And, you know, it's a little bit of extra work, but if you can go through a couple of iterations over the course of a month or two on your site, that can dramatically affect your revenues, which free up more of your time. You have more money, you can outsource, you can get a VA or you can hire more babysitters or help or whatever so you can spend more time on your side and allow and help
1: it grow. So, Gotcha. All right. So you mentioned um, three letters there, DFP, that's double click Uh for publishers. What exactly is that?
0: Yeah, so DoubleClick for Publishers is a is a is a company that Google acquired, I believe, three to three to five years ago. I don't remember exactly when they bought them, but it, it is a server, plain and simple. It receives when somebody loads your your website, it makes an ad call. Basically, the browser goes to their server and says, Hey, this is who my user is. This is what's displaying on the site. I need an ad to stick there. And what DFP does is it manages kind of all of those ads and it's only going to do what you tell it to. You know, it you can, you can link it with your AdSense account. So okay. AdSense will compete dynamically with all of the other third party demand partners you put in there. But it, 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 it's just, it, I, this is the easiest way to explain it is it's a piece of technology and it's a server and it's only going to be as good as your, as you use it, right? It, it's completely free and, and the more demand that you can bring inside DFP to all of your impressions, the better return you're going to get.
1: Okay, so if I sign up for DFP, um, double-click for publishers, and I put that code on my site, I'm then going into DFP to manage my different exchanges? Like, I can have AdSense in there, I can have something else, and I can mm-hmm. – um, and, and is that how it works?
0: Yeah, that's exactly how it works. I mean, you need to bring all the demand inside DFP, if you just want to stay with AdSense, but you want more than three ads, you can just do that. You could just set up DFP. You could set up the the, the 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 different ad slots, and as long as you keep AdSense enabled on those inventories, I don't. It's really hard to get too technical because it's kind of a rabbit hole. But as long as you have AdSense enabled to compete on those ad calls, you can just have AdSense in there, but you can run more than three AdSense ads.
1: How is that allowed? I mean. If if you can only have three AdSense ads on your blog, how, how is it different with DFP? Is that kind of like an exception to the rule or something? Yeah, because DFP is is a different model as well because DFP small business is free,
0: but as you get bigger, they're going to bump you up to a higher level where you're going to be paying actually DFP uh, a CPM to serve all those ads. And so uh-huh. they want you using DFP and they want you serving more ads because obviously they take a rev share of every ad that's that's displayed if it's AdSense, mm-hmm. and they, they end up charging you a CPM as you increase your volumes.
1: Ah, interesting. Okay, so let's say I, I sign up with AdSense, I sign up with another ad network and another ad, ad network, um, and I put them all in DFP. Um, something that I've, I've been hearing a lot about is that you can set your floor. So you can say something uh, mm-hmm. along the lines of, I want to serve ads here, but it has to be ads that are paying a certain amount and higher. Is that how that works?
0: That's exactly how it works. But it, it also you have to start with a price trigger. So we have a great partner in Sovereign. They're they're kind of a long tail third party provider as well. They do a lot of RTB and a lot of programmatic and really a blog Whoa, wait, of any wait, what's, size. What's RTB? Real time bidding. Sorry, gotcha. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of lingo. That I use every day, and I realize <laughs> that 95% of the world doesn't care and doesn't know what it is. So, okay. So you said um, there was
1: a lot of RTB, real-time bidding, and programmatic. Uh huh. What's programmatic?
0: Programmatic is is similar to AdSense, but programmatic can branch across multiple exchanges at once, and so you can take the one the one ad call and you can reach out to four or five or six exchanges they all send in their highest bid, and then you take the highest bid from that. And so they all are competing with each other inside their individual exchanges, but then you take the highest bidder from all of the exchanges, and
1: that's the person that wins the impression. Gotcha. So you're setting up more competition for your site, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And is that a super technical
0: process? It it, it can be if you do it all on your own. And and we do some of it in-house but we also have a lot of demand partners, and that's I guess I wanted to bring up sovereign as one because they're a great partner of ours, and they they would take a site of any size, and wow. you can benefit from all of that highly technical things that they do in a very simplified way, and and they'll that they, like I said they'll take a publisher of any size, and so if we can back up when you ask your questions about setting floors, the first thing that you that you're going to set inside DFP is a price trigger. So say you signed up for Sovereign and you created basically an ad slot or an ad tag for each one of your ads. Okay. And they are going to give you a little piece of JavaScript code, which is called a creative. And you're going to create in DFP a line item for that creative. And you set the priority. DFP allows you to set different priorities. If you set it all on price priority, you're going to set a price trigger, which basically that then becomes AdSense's floor. So it, 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 auto, it auto inflates what AdSense can buy, buy the impression for. So if we go back to our previous scenario with you buying a BMW and you have a price trigger for Sovereign at, say, a dollar, then BMW would have to buy that impression at a dollar one as opposed to 23 cents which is the next highest bid inside of AdSense. Does that make sense?
1: It kind of does, but I'm still a little confused about some aspects of it. And this is what I'm confused sure. about. So am I going to a site like Sovereign that uh, – are you saying that they have, a, generally speaking, a higher CPM? So
0: not on everything, and that's the point, is you're, you're, you want to bring in demand because there is no silver bullet in the industry. It's always going to be a mixed bag of buyers – if you want to not leave money on the table, gotcha. right? So adding somebody, so adding a third party to compete against AdSense forces AdSense up. It forces the minimum that anybody in AdSense can buy an impression for.
1: Oh, ah, okay. So in DFP, and is that the trigger
0: that you're talking about? That's that's what's called a price trigger, and that's what it's called inside a DFP as well. So okay. that's your price trigger, which is then AdSense's floor because after it hits that trigger you're going to send that impression to to a sovereign or to whoever else you have in your in your ad stack
1: uh-huh.
0: and AdSense can't buy it once it goes to a third party and so AdSense knows that because they're part of DFP like because Google owns both technologies both the Google Ad Exchange and AdSense can compete dynamically and so they know what that price trigger is so they know they have to buy that impression at a penny more than whatever you set as the price trigger. So, like I said before, it's a way of basically artificially inflating what AdSense's floor is.
1: And 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 what if they're not willing to pay that? Is it filled with something else? Yeah. If AdSense isn't willing to
0: f- pay for it, then it's sent to the third party. You know, in this example, it would be sent to Sovereign, and inside of Sovereign, you can set a floor. And then, but if you have a floor. You need to tell Sovereign where to pass that impression, whether so, they pass it to AdSense or they pass it to your DFP or to another third-party
1: provider. So how do I know where to set that floor? What, what level to set it at? Is it, hey, See, I want to get $100 per impression. I'm going to put that there and I, I'm
0: good. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's, what, that's what we talk about in the industry is yield management. So it's a little bit of digital supply chain management and there's a lot of algorithms that go into it, but it's obviously the higher your floor is, the lower your fill rate's gonna be. Yeah. And it's and it's understanding, you know, and, and a lot of it is, is just experimenting because your site is gonna be completely unique.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, your the, the makeup of your traffic and your content is unlike any other site. It's kind of like your digital fingerprint. And so no two sites are created equally. And saying that this site's traffic is worth, you know, a dollar eCPM and this site's traffic, they talk about the same thing. So it should be worth the exact same. That's never the case. It's always different. And so a lot of it is experimenting. And what I usually will recommend to, to publishers that go this on their own is to start off low, you know, and then start raising the floor and see if that has a positive impact on your total um. revenue or, or a negative impact on your total revenue
1: gotcha because if it gets too high you're going to get less people willing to fill it mm-hmm. but if you increase it and they're willing to pay for it then you're making more revenue exactly and and you may
0: adsense may with without having third party demand against it adsense may fill all of your ads you know at a dollar let's say eCPM which is good but if you stick sovereign in there then adsense has to buy everything above a dollar they may only buy half of your traffic, but they might buy it at $2, Mm. which means you now have the same amount. You've still made the same amount of revenue from AdSense, but you still have half of your traffic left to sell to other exchanges. And so all of that is just going to be increased income does that make sense it makes sense so so and it's,
1: it's never that simple but it, it, it's, it's just a simplified example okay so i'll be i'll be 100 honest with you that this makes a whole lot of sense but then i think about oh my word how in the world do i implement this and do all <laughs> of the you know, the calculations and the monitoring and the testing and all that kind of stuff to make this happen and I know that you guys do a lot of that stuff. So tell me a little bit about what um, the blogger network does.
0: Yeah, so when the blogger network started, we kind of were founded with the, the ethos, or kind of our guiding principle is that we always do what's best for the blog. And the first need that we identified in this niche was simplifying and increasing display ad income. and just I mean and with a heavy emphasis on simplifying it. And so one of the largest value props that we have to our publishers is we kind of handle that whole process. We use DFP, but we also use a couple other servers. and, And we're always constantly bringing more demand to every impression to constantly try and strive to earn the absolute highest dollar per impression for every single publisher that we have. And so every one of our blogs, as they sign up, they have a dedicated account rep. They have their own login, their own dashboard. We're completely transparent so all of our publishers can see exactly who's buying their impressions, how much of their impressions they're buying, how much they're making every day. Uh, we, We tap into their Google Analytics API so you can just come to one place and you can see, okay, what happened yesterday on my site? Okay, here's my Google Analytics. Here's where my traffic source came from. That makes sense. How much did I make? Okay, this is how many page views I had. This is how many ad impressions I had. This is how many I was able to sell. And then you can even drill down and see who bought those. So we take a lot of the, you know, we basically are aggregating all of the demand and then also all of the reporting. And it's just kind of one easy place to go and look. And and, and, the, and the upshot is most of our publishers were increasing their income anywhere from 50 to 300 percent. I mean, obviously, it depends on how sophisticated your ad stack was before you came to us. Uh-huh. But if we're unable to increase your income, we don't require any, any contracts or any agreements. We ask for 30 days notice so we can make plans accordingly to w- on what we're going to do with our demand without your inventory. But other than that, uh, all of our publishers are with us because it's the best thing that they've been able to find. And we, we hope to continually strive to be that.
1: Okay, so stop me when I'm wrong. You guys look at our sites. You analyze our sites. You check our traffic. You check to see how our ads are performing. Then uh-huh. um, once approved through whatever process you go through, you then set up double fl- click for publishers. You then monitor AdSense. You then set these levels, the threshold and floor and all these fancy things that we've been talking about. <laughs> and you then figure out what it will take to make us more money.
0: Yes, and we have our your account rep will look at your site on a daily basis. We're monitoring performance across all of our publishers every day, um, and and that's what we do. And we take w- all yeah. of the work out of it.
1: And at what point does it make sense for a blogger to contact you?
0: So for us, we because it's so labor intensive for us, it takes a lot of time, obviously. To have a dedicated account rep and everything else. So if a, if a blog has to be a certain size, unfortunately, if you have 80,000 monthly page views or more, then then that's, that blog is, is, I guess, large enough that, that it makes sense for us to work with them. We are working on a small blog solution that we, we're kind of designing to, I guess, not compete directly with AdSense. But it would basically take every blog. Built into that would be partners like Sovereign and other third-party demand. But it, it, it's because we only do what's going to be best for our publishers. We have to get the, the the performance of that smaller blog solution to a point that we're happy with it before we're ever going to release it.
1: Gotcha. And so that
0: that's what I'm working on day in and day out right now to get it to a point to where we feel very comfortable and confident that we can open it up to all the blogs that have that have applied, and anybody really, and and we can help them out with with running their inventory.
1: Gotcha. And is there a like a monthly cost associated with this for the blogger? No, we do a, we do a rev share based
0: off of our performance, and so uh, it's a sliding scale, which you won't find anywhere in the industry. Where basically it starts at a five percent rev share and it caps at a twenty percent rev share, you know. And if you look at even a company like AdSense, they're going to take a flat thirty-two percent, regardless. We feel like twenty percent is is pretty fair, but that's only if you're making a really good ECPM. And all of those are kind of lined out in our terms and conditions. If you go to that that on our website, so
1: so in other words, if you make us more money, then you get paid more. We get yeah, we get a little higher of a percentage.
0: Yeah, but uh, and also if we're not doing very well, you know, we're going to take as little as five percent after doing all the work that i've been talking about if we're underperforming to of what we think we should be doing we're only going to take a 5% rep share so
1: so actually the why i'm excited about this is because as i mentioned so many times i am doing it the lazy way on interactive biology but i'm going to do it the lazy way in a smarter way from now on <laughs> I'm going to let you guys manage my ads and I'm, I'm excited to kind of um, see you know what the results are and to kind of share that on the blog and I know that my audience will be interested in it too. So if anyone is listening right now and you also want to check out the Blogger Network, I actually... I've been hearing a lot about the Blogger Network from from different circles that I find myself in. And I thought to myself, man, I need to reach out to you guys. And then someone on your team reached out to me. I was like, hey, <laughs> this makes it even easier. <laughs> but if you're interested in checking them out, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash bloggernet. So that's becomeablogger.com slash bloggernet, one word. And, of course, that is an affiliate link. Um, but you can check them out. Um, Nathan, thank you so much. This was this was like mind-exploding information. It was a lot of information. Um, obviously, ads are uh, it. It can be a very complicated thing, and it's good to have people like you guys on the side of the bloggers, trying to make it so that we can make more revenue. So, thank you so much for coming on here, man.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Leslie. And if I could add just one more thing, I know that we covered a lot, and that it was it's a probably information overload but I promise the onboarding process is much more thorough and it's very much a blog-by-blog case. You'll have basically three one-on-one phone calls before you ever go live. We walk you through. We do an individual site analysis. We'll show you the dashboard, show you how everything works so you're much more informed by the time we're ever taking over ads. It's just... In a, in, a, in a setting like this where we have no you know visual visual media to go off of, it's kind of hard to explain these concepts. So I really appreciate you clarifying some of the things I said, Leslie. So thank you for having me.
1: Not a problem, man. Thank you for coming on. Hey, guys. So once again, you want to check them out, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash blogger net. I didn't mention this at the beginning of the interview, but this is episode 190. So you can get back to the show notes here at becomeablogger.com slash episode nine zero I hope you got a lot of value from it and of course if you're enjoying this podcast I would always appreciate it if you can hop on over to iTunes and leave an honest review that's becomeablogger.com slash iTunes that really helps to get more exposure for the podcast so more people can find out about all this awesome stuff that we cover here on learning with Leslie and if you're trying to get your blog started so that you too can create content inspire others, and even change the world while building your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. You get to follow me as I show you step-by-step step how to go about building your blogs, how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same. So that's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free. It's actionable, and I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888 eight, eight, eight,